0: As everyone's favorite artist once said, it's five o'clock somewhere, and we are going to figure out just what to drink. You are listening to the What to Drink podcast with your host, Connor Taylor, and producer Bobby Deason.
1: Welcome to What to Drink, a podcast where we pair anything and everything, season, situation, song, sustenance even. Uh, We're on a mission to learn to pair with flair. That's what we're going to be doing today, and we're really excited uh, because we're going to give you instructions on what to drink when you're throwing a Super Bowl party, and more specifically, a chicken wing and Riesling Super Bowl party, because what else do you do for the Super Bowl, right? Uh, I've hosted this party usually, I'm not going to lie, for Georgia games. We do this once every fall, uh, but you can really do it with any football game, right, Bobby? Sure, sure. You know, uh, big
2: Canadian Football League. Uh,
1: yeah, call Pee Wee, whatever. Just uh, pull, Arena, pop, out, yeah. pop out the Riesling <laughs> and some chicken wings. Go get them, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all about heat and sweet. Uh, there's no better pairing to me. I just love, I love throwing this party. So we're gonna tell you what to do, how to throw this. We're talking today about Chateau Saint-Michel Rieslings, and I almost always use Chateau Saint-Michel, and it's because the labeling is so easy to use, right? What you need for this party, we're going to break it down, you need mild wings, you need medium wings, and you need hot wings, or insanely spicy wings, whatever you want to do. And as you increase the heat, you increase the sweet, right? So as you go up in a, a wing heat, you'll go into a slightly sweeter Riesling. So, without further ado, I'm going to welcome our uh, special guest, who is the National Wine Director uh, and Educator for St. Michelle Wine Estates. Welcome, Tom Horsey, to What to Drink. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Connor.
0: Thank you, Bobby. I appreciate being here. So, and I, I, love your, I love your intro because, you know, Riesling is something near and dear to our heart. Uh, we are the world's largest producer, premium Riesling. And, you know, it's, it's Riesling's got this um, everybody uh has this thing those who haven't discovered Riesling yet uh it they all a lot of people will not want to try it because it's sweet and they don't realize the diversity that it really has so this is and this is a great exercise I mean wings are something perfect to uh to pair with to show that diversity and that's something we're really trying to get people to understand is it's one of those that really the the only major noble variety that has this that can make something dry sweet and in So you literally can have something for everybody and that's what makes it so versatile.
1: Yeah. I think the, the fifties, sixties and seventies might've done a number on Riesling in the U S cause I, I believe I wasn't, I wasn't here yet, but I believe I've heard that, you know, there were some kind of cheaper versions and it got, kind of got a bad rep, right? Well, I, I, I'll date myself. And, uh, I was working, I started working in a retail
0: shop in 78 and uh, I actually wasn't legal to do it. They just had me stock shelves. And, uh, but uh, yeah, we had uh, stacks of uh, Zeller Schwartz cats, and what was it, Black Tower, and oh, and all, um, all this uh, just stuff that was. Uh, well, it probably wasn't Riesling. God only knows what the hell it was. But uh, uh, but that really, your you know, that uh, kind of cast a pale yeah. on Riesling for a lot of people because it was it was it was horrible
1: and it was sweet, and uh, so that turned off a lot of people. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, modern day or the reasons that people are drinking well people Germany people have been drinking great Riesling for centuries but uh, there is kind of a new renaissance uh, of, for Riesling in the US especially with the Somme community, community and all that that's oftentimes they'll say that's their favorite grape uh, I love it because it pairs so well with food and we're about to we're about to see why here in a second we got we got three spice levels of wings Bobby and I do and we're going to do a little pairing uh, as we chat about these so let's let's first though talk uh, Tom. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about, sure. about your bio. And and first, the most important question is ranch or blue cheese. What's uh, what's your preference? Uh, ranch, pretty much. I okay, think, yeah. Flat yeah. or drummy? Uh, flat. Okay, sure. we could be wing buddies. I feel like because I'm a I'm there a drummy man, a drummy man. <laughs> so we could split twelve comfortably, unless you know there's a seven five split. All right, I'll bring the wine. You get the wings, I'll bring the wine. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So how did you, so you kind of told us a little bit, how did you get into the wine world and what is your desert island wine?
0: Yeah. So I, uh, I kind of got into working in this uh, wine shop, uh, liquor store up in Maryland when I was 17 actually, and kind of discovered it and it became a, um, a much bigger wine shop and wine was starting to, uh, become, uh, something a little bit more popular. So, The manager of the store sent a couple of us to a local distributor. Their director of wine uh, gave a wine class. And so I got into it. I thought, you know, this is pretty cool. This is just so interesting. And so I kind of kept with it through college. And then uh, after college, went and worked at a distributor for a couple of years, get, uh, you know, that great uh, experience. And then uh, joined Robert Mondavi Winery um, up in D.C. and was there for about 16 years and then went uh, over to Constellation and then uh, for a couple, and then went over to Rodney Strong in Sonoma, and then I've been with uh, Saint Michelle here now in this role for about nine years. So it just, you know, it's one of those things you just kind of fall into it, and um, you know, it's just uh, uh, as you know, uh, such a fascinating business, and it just it's just so interesting to see uh, all this stuff, the way it's developed every year. It's different and. Uh, it's um you know you're we were kind of talking before about how you uh kind of go through and uh kind of evolve and it's interesting in my years now in the business my and I'm not just saying this for the podcast but my favorite wine is Riesling because you know you can only drink heavy cabs you know I started drinking them in my mid-20s a lot and uh, I just have evolved and now uh Riesling uh, you know if you look at our wine rack we got more Riesling than anything my wife likes a sweet Riesling so you know that's a big factor there so I, I usually use the Columbia Valley the one that's kind of in the middle or the dry but uh, what I like about it is I, I think if I had to pick one wine you know kind of the desert island the, the, if you can only drink one wine it would definitely be probably the classic Riesling just because it kind of can go with just about everything and it's right in the middle and I think that's what makes it uh, um, you know that's by far our most popular is what we call the classic which is the one right in between that off dry, off sweet. We try and make that so it's right in that middle of off dry and off sweet, and then uh, the harvest select, and then the dry Riesling, uh, you know, for people on the other ends of the spectrum. But that's what makes Riesling so interesting is that, uh, you know, you've got this,
1: there's no other variety that has this diversity to it. And that's what uh, I, I think is cool. If it's okay with you, Tom. I, I think Bobby and I, I am I got a little hunger here. Uh, so well, is that, if that's all right, I'm going to ask you a question. But Bobby, I want us sure. to try wing number one, mm-hmm. which is a mild wing. And we're going to try Chateau St. Michel dry Riesling. So mild okay. with the driest. All right, I'm going to have to live vicariously through. Yeah. I'm very jealous. <laughs> yes. be very descriptive. Yeah, and we'll go, ooh, ah. Um, so while I ask you, why... Talk about a little bit, why is Washington State such a great place for Riesling? Like, What is different fr- from, from Germany and France and Australia, some of the other places? You know, Eastern Washington is, I think, the most
0: fascinating wine region in the world. And I say that for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, we, we actually do very well six of the seven noble varieties. Uh, we do, well, everything but Pinot Noir. You know, that's kind of why we have Oregon, right? And it's really a very unusual in that um, in a lot of areas that do grow a little bit of the uh, and do well with nobles. Let's take Napa and Sonoma. You'll notice that you know the Pinot and Chardonnay tend to be in the south where it's cooler, and the cabs tend to be up a little north where it's warmer. But what's odd about Washington and very unique is that um, we we say that the grapes make good neighbors, and they literally grow well. Uh, right next to one another we have uh, the only vineyard in the world as an example that has has had has had a wine spectator top 100 chardonnay merlot and cab from the same vineyard not just from the same producer but from the same vineyard and so what we find it is interesting is that we have cabernet growing great uh right next to riesling for example in the horse heaven hills where we source a lot of it so we get um you know, beautiful Cabernet from there. We get beautiful Syrah, and then right next to her, we get Riesling. I mean, yeah, doesn't
1: happen. That it's doesn't insane. happen in too many places. Yeah, if you tried to grow Cabernet in Germany next to their great Rieslings, it would not ripen. It would not work. And Riesling next to in Bordeaux, I mean, it could maybe it could work, I guess.
0: Yeah, and that's what makes Washington unique. Is if we you know think of another major region where you're gonna you're gonna grow well six of the seven noble varieties. It just
2: doesn't happen.
1: Right. So, Bobby, what do you think of this pairing?
2: I thought it was delectable. You know, it was not something, you know, when you think about chicken wings, we're conditioned maybe to think, oh, beer and chicken wings. And, you know, I'm guilty of that. But this was, uh, it was very light on the palate. Mm -hmm. They played well. The flavors played well
1: with one another. I liked it. And we didn't need sweet yet because, this, you know, we just got our mild wings, maybe a little bit. A little bit of heat, but we don't really need the sweet yet. And so, it's to me, it's like the the mild on and dry is already one of these perfect pairings. It's, it's really, really, really good.
0: Well, I think that brings up another point about Riesling that's critical about it. You know, particularly with the food wine pairing thing, is as we all know, and the things we try and educate uh, the the customers on is is the importance of acidity in so many aspects of wine, but particularly in food and wine pairing, particularly with you know, if, if it's deep fried or even if it's if it's air fried, you know, you're going to get a little bit of, um, um, you know, a little bit of fat and all that in there and, and some oil. And the beautiful thing about wine with good acidity, particularly Riesling, is it works on that second bite, you know, because usually, I mean, let's be honest, the first bite of a dish is always the best, right? I mean, because it's, you know, it's that first uh, that first hit of flavor. And then, but, you know, you're, you're depending on what you have, your palate can get coated in the function of the acidity it goes in and kind of cleanses that palate so that second bite tastes almost as good as the first bite and that's uh, again uh, one of the uh, the great things I like about riesling is it is so food friendly not only because of that but just that it goes with such a wide range as we're going to see here so
1: and speaking of let's go ahead let's try wing number 2 bobby All right, uh, let's do with this. with Chateau Saint michel classic riesling and i'm going to ask you tom the question of it was is there a aha wine moment pairing moment what's or what is the most uh memorable wine pairing what to a food that you've ever had well i you know
0: there have been several but i'll stick to riesling and um so you know we we produce another Riesling called a with ernst losen our uh who's been making wine in germany and we've been making a wine roika with him since 1999 and um we um well, when we're doing our trainings we'll sometimes do brand tasting is in my my favorite brand tasting of all the brands that we have is a because we taste the traditional eroica which is uh, a little uh recently a little bit dry in between our dry and the classic um and then we make a a uh, roika gold which has a little bit of botrytis in it and then they make a, a nice wine and then the single berry select which is literally you know a tba basically and um uh, we were having like a little charcuterie board you know i hate to fall in the stereotype about wine and charcuterie boards but uh it was you know with the walnuts and the blue cheese and all that and you know this this sweet wine that just had this and um uh, this incredible sweetness and richness and balance to it this you know the single berry select i think we make about 60 cases a year in the years that it we make so it, and good. it had this this lusciousness to it and this richness and it was just uh um you know it, it showed you what uh, a wine like that can be and why it's so you know heralded and 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 fantastic but you know to take something that to have some wine like that with something so simple like walnuts and blue cheese you know and to have that kind of just go blow up into this thing is uh, that to me was kind of interesting rather than have this you know in, incredible dish that was uh, flambe table side or something like that when you take something that's just so simple but just uh you know shows all these flavors and the way
1: they work together that was pretty that was pretty amazing and the whole thing we're trying to do here we're trying to find that perfect symbiotic relationship right where the wine makes the food taste better and the food makes the wine taste better and so you have these yeah. moments sometimes in your life where you go, whoa that was yeah. insane right
0: well and i'll tell you one i i remember i uh i've taught wine classes kind of on the side as you know we we all kind of do and i had a uh A a multi-class course one time, and we got on this subject. And there were some folks that were uh, they were going to an Indian restaurant uh, later that week, and they said, "Do you have any recommendations?" I said, "Yeah, try some Riesling." They're like, "What?" And you know, because they're they're thinking Kingfisher beer or something like that, right? I said, "No, try some Riesling. Get." I said, "Do you like spicy food?" And the husband liked it really really hot. I said, "Get some." uh, And the wife didn't said, "Well, get." Uh, you know order a range of dishes and uh, get some Riesling and they came back and they said we would never have thought about that and he said it's our absolute new favorite so and the wife actually could could uh, enjoy the spicier dish because she had the Riesling and the whole you know sweet BT uh, adage so that was uh, kind of a fun moment there as well
1: just to show how how um, exploratory it can be and how much fun. I'm getting there with uh, wing number two, the uh, the medium wing. What are, what are you thinking, Bobby? Mine was hotter than I expected. Yeah, the medium wing. Yeah, I like um, a little bit of heat. Mine was more on the mild side. We've got wings from different places, but um, the the wine, of course. Now we're we're at classic Chateau Saint Michel Riesling has definitely gotten more tropical in the flavors. Right, you get mm-hmm. into the mango <laughs> zone you're talking about, or. Um, or even almost peach and whatnot, um, some stone fruits. Yeah, kind
0: of a kind of a white peach. Uh, yeah. I think is probably the best, uh, you know, single descriptor of the classic Riesling. And you, you know, it's it's great that when you taste them side by side like this, you see that. That, that transition,
2: yeah. um, between the three.
1: Did Bobby did the, the the Riesling put out the heat a little bit for you, or are you still burning? Yeah, I did. He covered up some flames. Yeah, nice. <laughs> And I feel bad because I'm looking over at the soundboard here, and I'm my chewing, I think, is being picked up from my wing. I'm like, <laughs> so if you guys, hopefully, Bobby can I edit didn't hear that. It out. Out. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> at least the the drool will not be uh, caught on the sound. Well, they will pick up the screaming when you do the hot wings. Right. That'll be. The terror, right? <laughs> exactly. So let's move on here to the third wing. And also, I want to talk about petrol and kerosene. Uh, you hear these as descriptors in, with, with Riesling. And I wanted to ask you about that. And is it uh, as prominent in Washington while uh, Bobby and I burn our faces off? So could, could we yeah, talk about the right. petrol phenomenon yep. that is associated with Riesling?
0: It's not something that we really see with um, um, with Washington State Rieslings. It's really more of the domain. of something that you'll find in German Rieslings, particularly some that have had a little bit of age on it and from certain areas. I think that it's one of those things that you're, of course, going to think, oh, "Why in the world would I want to drink anything that's going to have this petrol hint to it?" But I think that's um, you know that's one of the things that makes wine interesting, as it goes from uh, you know, the, the primary flavors of the grape from the secondary flavors of, you know, that were, uh, that came into the wine from the wine main process, and then the tertiary flavors of what wine evolves into. And I think that's really what makes wine so interesting is that, you know, this this grape juice, which is basically what it is, can evolve into these things and take on these these flavors and these aromas. And you're like, you know, what what's going on there. And, um, but it's not something we see at all in, uh, in really that much in Washington. I mean, we really haven't, uh, we certainly don't have as many old Rieslings laying around that, you know, can, would they in theory get there because of, uh, uh, you know, like some of the older, uh, German Rieslings, but it's really not something that's much, uh, uh, a, a big factor. And I, I think it's, it's, to me, my opinion is that this is, uh, what makes wine interesting, because the same grape here does so, um, will do so different here, because it's all about climate, terroir, all those things. I mean, look at the soil compositions. I mean, you know, the what's interesting is, you know, the soil in Germany is so different with the slate and all that stuff, so different, because we basically have sandy soil in eastern Washington, so, you know, it would be hard to um, uh, have almost a, a, a different type of soil, harder to have a different type of soil than we have, but Yet the, the grapes, the, re- the same variety does well in both of those areas. But again, that's what makes it interesting. And so, I mean, my opinion, that's what imparts part of that in that at the end of the day. That's why they're going to have that component. And we're not going to have
1: it. Well said, well said. I'm to the point now uh, where I need the re this is the, the, the harvest like <laughs> is this my wing is my my I took a big jump from me starting
0: flushed there a little bit Kyle. Yeah, I know I'm a little red the color there.
1: thank god this is a podcast uh this well, is <laughs> a, a little bit <laughs> but um but it's also it's it's because now I'm at the point where it's rescuing the bite where it got really hot it's putting out mm-hmm. the fire. But the interesting thing is I definitely noticed the acidity. My mouth is watering. You know, that's how you you can mm-hmm. you can tell acidity underneath your tongue, right? It'll, it'll, it takes you to drool school, right? And that's all yeah. a, a good thing when you're eating. It gets you prepped for the next bite, which I'm going to hold off on for a minute here. Uh, <laughs> and it's definitely, we're definitely tropical now. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree, Bob?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's... It, I didn't know. I was surprised because out of all three, um, I thought I would like the dry the most, but uh, paired with the wing, the sweet Riesling is, uh, I don't know, a lot more complex. There's a lot more going on. Right. You know, And it's easy to pick that up when you're eating a, you know, triple hot spiced wing.
1: And you might enjoy just the dry Riesling though, maybe more on its own if you're, you know, on a hot day Mm and on the, patio or whatnot that's what's really cool about the whole yes. pairing process with these different levels of sweetness
0: yeah what um, i love about the sweet is it, it's got a lusciousness and it's got a richness but it doesn't have that cleanly it's not cloying and that's again acidity 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 and that's what makes riesling i think at the end of the day such a good wine because it's it, you're not going to feel like you just drank a bunch of sugar water and right. uh, you know and, and it's, it's funny that uh, again our our biggest challenge with folks is people thinking that Riesling is sweet and syrupy. That's I think the biggest mm-hmm. challenge. And this is such a great example to see the diversity of it. But even in the one version that people think is the worst of it, the the sweet that, you know, how how it can be so balanced at the end of the day. I mean it's you know, it's interesting when we're at the winery or and the winemakers are talking about the harvest and what's going on and it, it's always it's always about flavor and balance. You know, we're looking for to make wines that are balanced in the taste components, whatever they may be, acidity, sugar, and tannin, and the reds, et cetera, uh, and then intense and complex in the flavors. I mean, that's kind of winemaking in a nutshell. And, um, you know, when you have a wine like this that you're not aging in an oak uh, and you're not doing a lot of things to it, it's, it's harder. It's harder to make Riesling than other wines where you know with chardonnay you're, you're going to use you can use oak as a big tool to really add dimension and character to it but recently it's kind of like, like you don't have a lot of things to do uh mm. and so it's you gotta it's all about the fruit and and uh you know managing the fermentations and um uh, you know so it's 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 kind of harder to make than it is the bigger reds in a sense
1: yeah i love what you wow. said about balance and complexity because that's what i tell my friends who when they're going to wineries and they say, what do we say? We don't always know what to say. And I say, okay, two things. Tell If you're, especially with the winemaker or whatnot, you say, oh, it's, it's so balanced and complex. And cause no one wants to make a simple, you know, out of balance wine. And it's a great thing to say. If you don't know what to say, that's a little pro tip right there. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's but that's, that's the mission, right? Balance and complexity. Uh, well, Tom, Thank you so much for joining us today. I think we um, yes. this exercise this is my favorite thing to do is riesling and chicken wings and uh, and thank you for kind of giving us some of the background of why the pairing works and a, a little bit of history about Washington and Chateau Saint Michelle. This was just a really fun fun podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, we, we appreciate. It. Look, we you know, like I said, uh, this is a uh, it's it's an it's a wine that's important to us. But
0: what's what's great about Riesling is because, you know, you have so many more options than just, you know, with, with, I mean, Chardonnay, you have some that have more oak and more butter and things like that. But, you know, Riesling is, it's so, um, you know, when, when I do a wine dinner, for example, I insist that we have a Riesling or particularly a roika sometimes because to show people, and that's a wine that, for example, we'll use, uh, sometimes in the beginning or sometimes at the end of a dinner and there aren't too many wines that you can do that with. So right. we, uh, uh, really appreciate you guys uh helping us spread the gospel of riesling in in such a fun way too because this is that's what it's about at the end of the day i may have to go ahead and get some wings now you got me uh you got me hungry for wings so that me be <laughs> on the agenda the news, i've so. got
1: uh 24 more wings to eat and three bottles of riesling <laughs> so it's going to be a good friday <laughs> thank you again for I joining i hope you have monday stuff. off that'll make it good <laughs> there you there go, you go. <laughs> all right well, thanks so much have a great weekend